Welcome to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. I'm Joe, your co-host here at Encourage Her. Welcome to the community. We are women who choose to encourage. In a world full of critics, we need more encouragers. Let's get some encouragement today. Happy Monday. Good morning, Encouragers. It's Joe, your host for the Encourage Her Community Podcast. Welcome back to our series, Go and Make Disciples. As you know, God um, sent his son to earth and Jesus in flesh made disciples. He had 12 OG disciples, right? 12 originals that he chose handpicked by God. And then those disciples grew and made other disciples, which is a call that still exists on our life today. We are called to be a disciple, which is a learner and follower of Jesus. And then we are called to turn around and make other disciples. Um, So we've really had a lot of fun here just slowing down and looking at each disciple, a new disciple each week. We've come to understand that there's not a lot of information on many of these disciples, but our hope would be that they inspire you and encourage you to continue on in your discipleship as well as a model for maybe a way that we can serve the Lord. So today's all about Philip, and I'm going to pray in just a moment to start us, but I got to say, guys, Philip for me right now is a front runner. I've really enjoyed the pieces of scripture that are regarding Philip. Um, They've really encouraged me and inspired me, and it really does connect to our encourage her mission here, which is go and encourage other people right? Be full of encouragement and then turn around and do that. And I really feel like Philip embodied this. So I can't wait to get into it. Let me just open us up in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for Philip and his story. Thank you for the way that he cared for people. Um, We will see this kind of selfless, kind, um, I don't know, sacrificial personality and really, truly a loyal follower of Jesus. So thank you for his example. I pray that the women are encouraged today and that they use this um, to overflow onto other women in their life today, other people they encounter. Let us be your light in the world today. In your name, amen. All right, so Philip. All right, he's an OG, as I said, once one of the original 12. He was born in 4 AD, thought to be from around Galilee. He died again around 80 AD. That is kind of speculative, but it is recorded that he was a martyr. He died by martyrdom, which we'll talk about in a moment. Again, from Galilee, it is thought that he had a Greek name, so possibly some Greek roots there. And he was mentioned in all four Gospels. He was mentioned 11 times, predominantly focused on the Gospel of John. He was mentioned several times in the Gospel of John, and he had interactions with Jesus. He was also tested by Jesus. Um, So let's get into it. In John 1.43, we first see where Philip is called to be a disciple. It says, the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip, and he said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, a city of Andrew and Peter. Philip then found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, meaning Philip, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. So here right away, I think it is so neat that 
he is called by Jesus and just immediately believes that this is the Messiah he has heard from. He clearly has, um, you know, a background of faith, understanding what the Moses, you know, had said, what was in the law, what was prof- prophesied about this Jesus of Nazareth. And not only does he say yes, and he is believing, like just immediately believing in this, he turns around and calls somebody else immediately. So I just thought, wow, that is exactly what we talk about here on Encourager. Find the hope, right? Find the hope and then share that hope. So I just thought, wow, that's the first time we really hear about Philip and immediately he's making another disciple. So it's thought that Nathaniel is also Bartholomew, who we talked about last week. Um, His name is, I guess, changed throughout scripture, but how amazing is that? Yes, I will follow you. And he turns around and says, we have found him. And when he says we, I'm guessing he means Philip and Andrew. They're all from the same town. So you can kind of assume he knew these brothers as well. So he's joining right in with these brothers to be a disciple. One of the original 12, immediately first moment, creating more disciples. Really, really cool. Um, Then we go a little bit further in scripture and we come to a scene where there are thought to be 5,000 people. We know that that is actually probably way more because it's thought that they just counted the men, but it did say that there were women and children in the crowd. So a huge crowd near the Sea of Galilee. And it is Passover, the Feast of the Jews. And this crowd is hungry and needing Passover meal. So the disciples are you know, with Jesus. And in this moment, it's interesting, Jesus speaks to Philip personally. After looking at the crowd, after lifting his eyes to the crowd, Jesus says to Philip, I'm in um, John 6, verses 6. He says to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew that he, what he would do. Philip answers him. 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to even get a little. So here we see him specifically choosing Philip to test him to see how faithful is he, right? What will he say? Meanwhile, Jesus knows already what he's going to do. So we see this is like a little opportunity for Jesus to prove um, maybe his power or his ability to... um, see where his disciples are at, like a teacher and a student would do, you know, a good teacher um, questions their students, hey, what do you think is going to happen next? What will you predict, right? Make a good prediction of what could happen next. He's a good teacher. And Philip is saying, I I don't know. I mean, we don't have enough money, you know, so it shows that in his humanness, obviously, he can't imagine how they could create more food than what they have money for. Um, and then of course he goes on to feed the masses with very little, just a little, um, boy in the crowd had two fish and five loaves and they end up being able to feed the entire crowd, uh, really famous, awesome Bible story. And you can imagine like Philip and how he must've felt. Obviously everyone was, I'm sure amazed at the scene, but Jesus actually had come to Philip first and said like, hey, what do you think we should do? And then blows him out of the water and feeds all these people. So pretty incredible to to imagine what must have been going through Philip's mind. Um, And then again, we see Philip in John and we're going to flip to John 12, 21. And this is um, 
a scene where they are, the disciples are um, together and there are some Greeks who want to know Jesus. And it is Philip who informs Jesus of this. So I'm in chapter 12 um, of John, verse 20. It says, now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, meaning those Greeks came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip went to tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, Philip, once again, um, serving very specifically in discipling. So we see right away he had called um, Nathaniel or Bartholomew, and then now he's helping um, Greek people, which again, there there's some speculation that maybe they asked him because he was of Greek descendants. Maybe they knew him. And he, again, is trying to help them find hope, help them seek Jesus, inform Jesus of these people who want him. And he he's a willing, you know, servant to direct them to him. He didn't deny them. He was open. He was willing. He was selfless and available. So I just love these scenes with Philip, and I just love what feels like his heart in it. Um, so those are some of the facts that we know about him. We can also, we could say that he is loyal, right? He is dependable. He is maybe a man of faith or belief. These are some facts that maybe we could say. Um, but when we get into sort of the speculation, if you will, or the things that maybe are not completely um, accurate, there's not much other than maybe the end of the Phillips story that's kind of unknownish. Um, we can assume that he was Greek based on his Greek name. We can assume or speculate that he had Greek roots, as I said before. Uh, there was an idea that he had preached. He had gone on after Jesus's death to continue preaching and teaching as many of the disciples did. And it's thought that he went to Greece because he spoke Greek. And then he went on to Syria as well. There is a book that is not considered um, part of the Bible, but it was called Acts of Philip. And it's apparently about the stories of Philip's preaching and teaching and miracle working. So that was pretty interesting. Um, and again, maybe not the word of God, but it is historically evident that there was an Acts of Philip written. So then the point, the point that I want to get to with Philip is the end, the end of his story. Um, at the very end of his story, he apparently had performed a miracle and um, the husband of the wife that he performed the miracle on was of had a leadership position in the government and did not like that he had performed this miracle. Philip and Bartholomew were together, Philip and Nathaniel. And after performing the miracle, this gentleman was angry. So he went to crucify um, and hang them on a cross, but he hung them upside down to basically make a fool of them. So he hung Bartholomew and Philip upside down on a cross. And Philip basically begged for them to take Bartholomew or Nathaniel off of the cross and leave him. So they did. So once again, I just think, wow, that's an incredible selfless act to spare yourself, to look out for another, which I feel like is all we see in Philip, is this looking out for other people, helping other people. Um, and 
not only does he save Bartholomew and Nathaniel, but he goes on to be martyred um, later to be beheaded as a martyr. So, I mean, just incredible, like the lengths that he would go to, to save someone, right? Outside of himself, super selfless, super beautiful. And I just wrote down like a really selfless, kind person. Um, I don't know how else you could describe that, like sacrificial individual. And I think that's where I just want to end. And I want us to think about that. Think of Philip and the lengths that he would go to, to help people find hope. The lengths that he would go to, to literally give his life, not only for the cause of the gospel, but literally to someone else. He said, take me, get him off the cross and let me die up here. Take me, right? Take my life over over his. Now, maybe we're not asked every day to do something so extreme. Uh, Maybe we're not asked to be a martyr, but in your day today, where will you be asked to be selfless? Where will you be asked to be an encourage her? Where will you have to sacrifice? Lean in, right? Pray and ask for opportunities to do so even. Let's try to like just embody the spirit of Philip today and this week and think about how we too can be disciples of the Lord and emulate and show others that sacrificial love that truly we can only have because of Christ, because we have Jesus in our heart. We are able to do that. We couldn't do that on our own. That's not a human natural tendency, right? To give of ourselves, but we're asked to lose ourselves so that he can become more. So think of Philip this week, look for opportunities and ways that you can be selfless, be encouraged, and then encourage her the same way. I hope this encouraged you today. It's been fun. I'll see you again next week as we continue our series. We just have a few more weeks and then we'll be kicking off a new series. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with her. It's free for the sharing. And I hope you have a fantastic Monday. Get out there and be a woman who intentionally encourages another. Have a good one. Love to you all. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God-given, purpose-driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking. It's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.